Hello, people. Here's another Role Players Are Wonderful episode with original music by Andrew Clotworthy. Go to soundcloud.com slash clotworthy to hear more of his music and follow him on Twitter at Clotwo. To hear the unedited raw feed with all roles and out-of-character discussion intact, go to donate to paw.win to gain access to the podcast are wonderful premium feed last time on role players are wonderful our party of adventurers no miss sorcerer pommel played by alex eladrin monk keth played by joe human bard marrow marcone played by greggy and half-orc barbarian Barbara, played by little Alex, investigated the mystery of the fire at the Iron Dong Tavern by interviewing Ronan Shadow, the owner of a local bordello, and Pop-Tart MacGuffin, a tobacco salesman who is more than meets the eye. Then they returned to the scene of the crime and looked for more clues. Ronan received word from her secret underground sources of a pirate band with a base of operations deep in the woods. Where will these clues take the team? Find out now on Role Players Are Wonderful. Character sheets and swords and sorcery And we made a show cause being friends is neat Epic quests and treasure chests And all that because we have to admit Role players are wonderful Role players are wonderful when we left off, you were going back to meet up with Jerry, but you don't know his whereabouts, and so you need to wait until the next day. So it is basically free play right now, and you guys get to spend a day in the town of Gingerminge, and what do your characters do? So whoever wants to go first can figure out what you wanted to do during the day, and we'll we'll roll some stuff and have a, uh, a little side adventure. Me and Alex can start. All right. So, are we going to go to Arsa? Yeah, alright, so, I guess we, we got those stones last time. We would like to try and sell those, see if we can make a profit. We should find a jewelry store. Okay, so uh, if I remember correctly, you guys found some metaphysical stones that were of moderate value. We'll say you have, like, five of those that are about the size of an orange or a grapefruit. That's right, that's exactly what you said. You said they're worth, like, 15 coins each. I think I said 10 gold. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, you said there well, was... We'll, we'll see. Like, one weird one. I don't remember. Probably not. Celestite, Sunstone, Lapis Lazuli. Sunstone, that was the one. So, that one sounds cool. You guys have some, some metaphysical stones that you'd like to make a profit on. There are two jewelers in this town. So, um, you guys have, I guess, the option of the Emerald Purse or the Silver Band. Let's do emerald because that's a stone. That's a good point. Silver band guys, they're not. They're going to be about ore and stuff like that. <laughs> so let's go to the emerald purse. <laughs> All right. So um, you guys make your way to the emerald purse. It, well, it's it's kind of it's on the east side of town, so it's not too far from the um, the brothel that you were at last night. Even though it's not quite near the White Oaks, you can tell this part of town is kind of, um, it's the cool part of town. It's kind of shady. A lot of, uh, a lot of hip people and young people hanging around. There's a lot of, um, like weird little shops and stuff and nestled in between a couple of boot shops and a, a bow salesman is the Emerald Purse. You guys uh, walk in, and what you see is kind of, again, the sort of shabby-looking bodega-style interior with shelves that have several different raw stones of various value, and some of them have been tumbled and and uh, cut and set into certain things. So there are there's jewelry, there's raw stones, there are um, accessories for your stones, like just chains that you can hang a, cho- a stone on, um, etc. Uh, you make your way to the counter, uh, which no one is sitting at. 
at the moment, and um, you kind of look around. It looks like it's pretty well traveled. It's not too dusty in here. Um, there is one fat old cat hanging out in the uh, back of the room on a small pillow. And what do you do? Can I roll a perception check? <laughs> ah. Your perception check of 18. There's no traps. You don't see any, like, secret <laughs> doors on the floor or anything. It seems like it's a pretty normal shop, and the cat yawns and rolls itself into a ball. I asked Barbara to put me up on the counter. I do that. Thank you. Is there, like, a bell or anything? Yeah, there's a little iron bell that hangs uh, on the wall next uh, in front of the counter. Uh, I'm going to ring that. Alright, you ring the bell, and from the back comes a uh, human man. He looks to be about 40. He has a, uh, a dark goatee, and um, he's dressed in, in just normal, casual clothing. He says, Oh, hello. How can I help you gentlemen today? G- gentlemen and lady, please. And lady. Yep, thank you. We have some cool rocks that we would like to sell to you. I pull them out of Barbara's pocket and uh, lay them on the counter. Oh, well, these are some cool rocks, aren't they? <laughs> Where did you come across such large, cool rocks? <laughs> we stole uh, them from a, a burning house. Okay. <laughs> That's He's doing a joke. <laughs> oh, no. don't worry about that. Do, uh, do you see this one? It's covered oh, in gray. Oh. That's not like the rock. That that's a suit from the fire. Okay, so Alex, you are now bluffing him. I'm gonna need you to roll a bluff check <laughs> to see if he believes that Barbara did not steal these rocks from a burning building. All right. Well, this isn't gonna go well. Oh, uh, not bad. Oh, okay. So 17. He laughs nervously and says, "Oh, okay. That's a still a strange way to get your your stones, I suppose, but uh." We're, we're travelers. We, um, you know, we've traded them for various things. No matter how we got it, doesn't really matter. It's not going to come back to you, right? <laughs> I I hope not. I don't know. I'm just a just a stone salesman. Right. That's exactly right. And okay. You well, uh... Also, hopefully, a stone buys men because we want to sell them to you. <laughs> well, I, I do buy stones. Um, what are you trying to get for these? Well, I mean, these are pretty big stones, and, uh, you know, no offense to your shop, but looks a little bit better than some of the stuff you have for sale. So, 12 gold pieces per rock. I was oh. going to say 15, but he, he, well, Barbara's got a good point. You seem like a nice guy. We'll do it for 12. Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll give you 35 for all four. Hold on. We math. 12, uh, <laughs> that's five each. No, wait, wait, what? what? How much is it? No, it's not five. <laughs> no, that's not five each. Good God. It's <laughs> not even ten no. each. Wait. I'll say forty for all of them. I'm offering you thirty-five. We're bartering, right? Yeah, I'm saying forty. That's more. Can we do? I would like you to pay me more. That's how bartering works, right? <laughs> right. Is there a bartering check? I'll give you th- 35 for all four. So if you want to beat his, his offer, you're going to need to roll diplomacy, or if you can roll another high appraise check and explain to him why they're so valuable, I'll give you I'll give you that too. So pick either one, whichever one you think you're better at. He rolls a bad diplomacy. Can I roll it and we use mine instead? Well, I mean, you'll have to you'll have to do the diplomacy. You're going to have to do better than miscounting or misdividing <laughs> the wealth of the stones. I'll say that. Actually, I don't know right. what I'm doing, so you should actually do this. All right, I'm going to do the appraise check, and okay. then we'll see how that works. 23. Wow. Okay. So explain to him why your stones are more valuable than 35 for all four. All right. You see the size of these stones? You see Yeah, the, they're pretty big. And you, a, a whole stone that big, usually they, I mean, you know, look at, Look at the stuff you got. They're shiny. They're yeah, yes, they are. They belong to a guy who knew a lot about stones before we took them, and so you know. What do you mean he, you took them from him? <laughs> after we bought them from him. Oh, okay. This could probably make multiple pieces of jewelry, meaning a way more profit for the what you're giving us for it. Well, we'll take thirty-five coins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, at least to raise it by like one. 
I'll tell you what, just because you guys seem like you're in a, a weird hurry right now, um, I'll just, I'll give you 40, it's fine, here, and he... Nice. He I gives got, you... I grab the coins and run out. Okay, he, he puts the 40 gold coins on the counter, Pommel grabs them, jumps off the counter, and runs out of the building. Barbara, what do you do? Uh, I'm gonna hand the animal with the cat. 34. <laughs> Okay, what do you want to do with the cat? <laughs> I want to make a pet. Okay, you, you pet the cat, and the cat really seems to like it, and the guy behind the counter says, That's Pickle, he's a good cat. Can I steal the cat? My god. Okay, so then what do you, you just, you leave after that? <laughs> yeah, I take the cat and leave. Well, you can't, uh, he's, like, you can't have the cat. Pickle lives here. <laughs> Is there anything I can roll to keep the cat? <laughs> No, you're gonna, no, you can't, you'd have to buy the cat from him. How much would they cost? Pickle is kind of priceless to me, what are you thinking? <laughs> there may be, in this city that we're in, there may be a place where you could go and buy a cat or something if you want. Or just pick one off the street. Right, exactly. Wait, so we have ten gold pieces each, I want to steal pommels and the sixty gold pieces for the cat. What are we doing with this cat? You're putting the cat down? <laughs> yeah, I leave. Now you're looking over your shoulder the whole time. Like, yeah. I love you, Pickles. Have a nice day, I guess. <laughs> and then he shakes his head and goes back to doing his books. Alright, so you guys have What were you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to say you heard it from me, but I almost spit all over. <laughs> um, King was the best one. <laughs> yes. I, geez, Opeats, we just started. <laughs> you guys have successfully sold the metaphysical stones that you got from Jerry for 40 gold pieces. Quest complete. You guys have a little change in your pockets. You can spend that if you want, or we can cut to uh, Keth and Marrow. Alex isn't here, so yeah, we'll, we'll go to the other guys. Great. So, uh, Keth would like to go to the White Oaks brothel. All right. Keth makes his way at a leisurely pace over to the White Oaks brothel, where he has been before, and on the way he is uh, enjoying the smells and sounds of the city, uh, overhearing people's conversations, and stopping to uh, pick up an apple. Was that what we decided was coming on in this town? There's some fruit stands around here. Mm -hmm. Stops and has a, a bite to eat and makes his way over to the White Oaks brothel where you guys were last night. Uh, do you just go in the front? Is that, that's the only door I know. Okay. So you are inside at the same lobby counter entrance thing that you were there before. And bizarrely enough, it is the same young elven lady. Hello, I'm a perfume uh, salesman. <laughs> and Haha, uh, <laughs> just a... Uh, just a joke there. She's like, oh, I remember you, and then she grins, and um, she says, what can I do for you? Well, first off, I feel so rude. We've been here multiple times, and I haven't learned your name yet. You don't have to tell me if you don't want to. Seems a little bashful, but she says, well, normally people don't want to know my name, but it's Kellen. With a mm. C. Kellen with a C? Is that the full Kellen with a C? That's how you say your name? <laughs> Most of the time, people think Kellen it's with a C. A. Oh, oh, I understand. You spell it with a C. Your mm -hmm. name is not Kellen with a C. Correct. Okay, very cool. My name's Kev. <laughs> Hello, Kev. It's nice to make your acquaintance, and uh, will you be selling some more of your artisan perfumes this evening, or are you here for something else? Uh, I'm here for some pleasure. Oh, I see. Well, that is what we specialize in. Uh, I figured that. Anything in particular you're looking for? Uh, whatever. <laughs> I'll take two of, of anything. She looks at her, her papers and she says, Two of anything? Well, that is quite an order, but I think we can find something you'll enjoy. Keth has yeah. ten coins to his person, yeah. I believe. <laughs> oh, yeah. How much would that cost? Well, 
two of anything for our favorite perfume salesman. Um, mm. I'll have to I'll have to check to see. And then so what she's gonna do is uh, so she's she says uh, excuse me for a moment. She gets up. She goes back through the um, kind of false magical doorway thing again. Mm-hmm. And when she comes back out, she says, I spoke with Ronan, and she says that you are entitled to a certain sort of homey discount, she said. <laughs> if they're friends with Jerry, then they love to get down. So for uh, two of anything, we'll say that's uh, five gold pieces for the day. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. <laughs> Okay, so is there anything you want to do, or do you just want to, like, live in that lap of luxury, my dude? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, what I'm hoping is that there's, like, a nice bath in there, and I can really uh, take a nice, lavish uh, bathe and get some nice scents going on me, and whatever else happens, happens. What we'll say is that... um, She leads you back through uh, the normal-looking hallway, and then three doors past on your left opens up into one of the normal-looking rooms that you found yourself in after meeting with Ronan both times. And uh, there is a bath set up. There is a small wardrobe where you can hang your stuff. There are two beautiful women, one of which is elven, the other will say is human, and um, they give you a bath. And uh, we'll say that you use the uh, perfumed oils that Ronan gave you last night as mm-hmm. a as an epic roast to rub you down. You get a nice sponge bath. You get a massage. It's basically Keth's spa day. Hell yeah! And are there, are there cucumber sandwiches? <laughs> for for sure. Yes. Uh, cucumber sandwiches and cucumber water. You know, wow. just a pitcher of cucumber water. Um, so you spend most of the day, uh, we'll say hanging out. There's a, the drizzle has cleared up from last night. And so you get some nice sunbeams cutting through uh, a window. You can actually see out into the town a little bit. You're, you're smelling good. Your skin is soft. You got a massage. You got a sponge bath. You are laying around with these beautiful women. They're just, uh, rubbing you up and down. And I'm assuming that you're just going to have some, some straight up sex with these ladies, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay, so that happens, and it's good, and you enjoy yourself. Um, Can I roll to see if it's good? Sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Acrobatics. You can roll your sexual prowess anytime. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Um, We're going to give you a... We're going to give you a plus three modifier for your uh, previous sex life, and we're going to say that you kept it together, so you didn't okay, just good. embarrass yourself. Yeah. Should be a perform uh, check, shouldn't it? You just rolled a normal dose. I guess yeah, that's I mean, do you, true. Do you yeah, have you a... Get some, you should get some bonuses to that. Oh, boy. Okay, oh, wow. Boy. There we go. So that's really good. I'll give you the perform roll because it's so nice. Yeah, so you, you've rolled a 21 perform. Man, you you really get down with these these two beautiful women. And I, I show them things they've never... I, I pull out some moves from the Wild they've never experienced before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're like... like yeah, yeah they're, they're having a good time. Uh, we'll say that the, the elven lady squirts all over the place. Oh, oh my god. 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 <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Okay, so there we go. You <laughs> you had a, a nice romp with some uh, some ladies of the night. They were very gentle and sweet. They enjoyed your company. I will say mid afternoon ish after you take a little little nappy nap, mm-hmm. you're heading out, and they say come back and see us anytime. And as you leave, Kellen says next time come when I'm not working. Oh, well. <laughs> Okay, I don't, I don't know your schedule, but I'll try next time I'm in. She, she says, I'll see you around, and then uh, you head back out. I won't see you around, I'm blind. <laughs> she says, oh, I'm sorry. That, I didn't, I wasn't trying to be insensitive. It's okay. Okay. You're lucky I like you, Kellen with a C. <laughs> yep, 
Sayu. Thanks. Have a nice day, Kev. I'll I'll talk to you soon. Yes, definitely. We will talk. Okay. Bye. 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 Uh, <laughs> okay. So you're back out on the street. Are you gonna go try to see um what what Marrow's up to? Yeah, I'll try to find him. I'll use my sense to sniff him out. Um, okay, so Marrow, you have been, I assume, going from tavern to tavern, seeing if anyone needs entertainment? Well, actually, I've been going around looking for a place where somebody else is already performing. Okay, let's say that you go to uh, the nearest tavern, and uh, it's called the Withering Branch. It is about the same about the same capacity as as the Iron Dong. And you kind of step in, you check things out, you start talking to the barkeep, and um, it doesn't seem like anyone's performing there anytime soon. So uh, you mosey on down the street. He points you in the direction of uh, another tavern where uh, the barkeep says there are um, nightly performances and sometimes during the day, depending on the traffic, because this tavern is near uh, one of the bigger markets in town. So they actually have an indoor performing stage and an outdoor performing stage this is called the uh rusty spoke so let's say you make your way over to the rusty spoke perfect yeah i mean you're there you're standing outside you can see uh there's no one on stage right now at the outdoor performance stage area but there are people milling about there's people at the market it's pretty busy and inside there's Plenty of people day drinking, and it looks like they're probably doing some sort of uh, like open mic deal. There's a lot of people trying out their type fives. Perfect. This is exactly what I was looking for. Uh, so I go inside here, sidle up to the bar, get a drink, uh, some ale or something, and uh, kind of uh, open up my pouch to the uh, bartender and show him my smokes that I bought from uh, Pop-Tart last night. I'm like, is this cool? Can I do this in here? The barkeep says, um, yeah, man, as long as I can get one, or as long as I can get a, a couple pulls, I mean, I'm, I'm on duty. And he winks at you. No, no, that's cool. That's fine, man. Uh, so so how's the talent today? I mean, we got some good performers up here. He kind of he kind of looks like, uh, maybe not. He says, uh, I, I don't know. There's several people that hang around a lot. I don't really, I don't know if they're to my taste but they they seem to do all right and they keep coming back so they're not running off the other patrons and as he tells you that you see a uh, a halfling get up on stage he introduces himself as uh greth grogan <laughs> okay and um he starts to do some kind of uh just kind of weird observational humor and uh as you're as you're kind of lighting your smoke and, and having a drink talking to the bartender he's kind of back and forth with other customers but he keeps coming and standing next to you because you guys are chummy now uh Gareth grogan's on stage and he's saying things like i'm just saying if sunscreen is so good then why don't we wear it when we go to bed um this guy's uh, good. That's says, a good bit. No, I like that. He says, uh, we're all into weird <laughs> shit sexually. It's cool. And uh, he says, I've been thinking about wearing uh, a fedora now. Okay. Joining a band. If this guy's supposed to be bad, you're doing a shit job. This, this stuff's great. <laughs> so I, I asked the bartender, like, uh, what's the process of getting up there? Can, can I just hop up as soon as this guy's done, or... What's the deal? He says, um, <clears throat> "Yeah, you can go check the list. It's uh, just to the right of the stage. You can you can put your name on there, and then it just kind of goes in order. But uh, I don't think there's anyone on after him." And he shakes his head. He's like, uh, "If I were you, I'd I'd want to I'd follow that guy because he's the worst." Yeah. So I go check out the list. I assume there isn't anybody on there. No, there's no one after Greth Rogan. He wrote his name at the bottom of the list again. So it looks like he's gonna get back up later in the evening. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, I kind of wait on my turn. Uh, hmm, I'm, I'm trying to decide: should I heckle this guy or not? No, that would be that would be wrong. It would be uh, not the right thing to do as as a guy of my stature in the in the comedy world. <laughs> yeah, it would be inappropriate for you to heckle a, an up and comer. Yeah, I, I shouldn't yell out. Uh, here's an observation for you: you're short, Grant. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't like that very much. I don't think. Okay, so he kind of finishes his set, and then there's like equal parts, like kind of 
uh, half-hearted clapping and um, sighs of relief. And I, I, I applaud him, like, way too loud. <laughs> <laughs> you draw attention to yourself by being enthusiastic and clapping for him. Yeah, exactly. Great job, Greth! Yeah, so uh, I, I, I carry that forward up onto the stage. Yeah, it's time for me to unlock the gates because it's time for that Mero Marcone good shit that everyone came to this bar for. They didn't know they were coming for it, but that's what was up. All right, so, um, yeah, there's this room has space for, we'll say, like 50 people, and there's probably 40 people in here. Most of them... Um, are not alone. They are they they are drinking, but they're you know they're enjoying their afternoon and and just kind of hanging out, um, checking out the entertainment. The uh, the house band kind of plays a little interstitial tune, and then they uh, fade out for you to just kind of open your set. <clears throat> okay, so here let me see how I do here. I'm gonna roll my perform check. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Shit. Okay, so I mean that man. I rolled I rolled a twenty eight there, so uh, nineteen plus my nine performance uh, bonus. You can do whatever the fuck you want, my dude. Yeah, so I get up there, um, and here's the weird thing. Like I came to an open night mic night or day, I guess. An open mic afternoon. And uh I'm doing all my new shit. Like this isn't even uh my 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 act, no, thank you, you know? Right, exactly. Uh, so I'm up there. I'm uh, talking about what the fuck? What what's up with this town's name? Gender minge? Come on. Yeah. So I'm talking shit about that. I was like, oh, I met this guy Pop Tart last night. He gave me a friggin' spoon. What the fuck? What kind of gift is a spoon, right? The people are that one. I I have a little bit of trouble with because the people seem like they would like for someone to give them a spoon. Uh, but I'm like, yeah, you guys. You, you, people must be handing you guys spoons all the time. This is a great crowd. I love this city, and everybody like really likes my pandering. Oh, I fucking love spoons, man! This guy rules. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, I hear uh, spoons are are big with the crowd, so I keep going on that. I'm riffing on the spoons. By the end of the show, they're calling me the Spoon Man, basically. Spoon. Um, then I then I have a good idea. I'm like, hey, Greth, get back up here. So, uh, me and Greth. W- I pull a couple of chairs up. We sit down. We we start hashing it out. I'm like, "Hey, who are your guys, Greth?" <laughs> Greth's guys. Uh, he says, "Oh, well, I really like this this uh, Elvin guy. Nobody's ever heard of, and um, the Jerry Seinfeld." <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's that's cool. And 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 how did you start out? Like, uh, are your parents rich? What's the deal? What's your deal? <laughs> he says, "Uh, I mean, Dave." They're, they're just normal hobbits. They they live in a hole, and um, yeah, I just I left I left my shire and and struck out to to make it as a writer. Just kind of ended up ended up here working in a in a bar half the time and and doing my sets the other time. Uh, halfling is what I am, right? No, you're a half orc. Half orc. You're like the opposite. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So me and Greth kind of hashed things out. Um, he admits that he was a little. Uh, put off by my raucous applause at the beginning <laughs> uh but by the end of the show i'm like are we good cool man we good it seems like uh we've kind of hashed things out i think unless i need to roll for that no no you don't have to no with a 28 you guys are fucking good okay yeah so <laughs> they, the crowd is eating this shit up uh there's um a, a really big applause when you uh when you wrap things up with breath they actually like breath more now because he's good with you will say that they are uh you know screaming spoon man uh as you as you leave the stage <laughs> and um you can count that towards your you know your first successful outing with your new material you really this type 5 might be a good basis for your next full set great perfect yeah so you make your way back over to the bartender and he's just shaking his head like wow man i you know that can't believe i've never you know i've never seen you perform here before are you new in town yeah, I'm from out of town, just kind of passing through. Uh, got a little bit of a quest going, you know how that is. Uh, but after that, I might want to come back and maybe. Uh, you, you need any headliners, or you know, I could host tonight if you need me to. But I know I'm new. Yeah, he's he's kind of wiping down a glass, and he says, "Anytime, man. I'm I'm close with the owner. I've been managing this bar for uh, 
for a long time now, and it's been a, it's been years and years since I've seen anybody come in and burn it down in the middle of the day like that. So I'll put in a good word for you. If you don't get eaten by like a giant spider or anything on your quest, then come ah, back yeah. through and, and we'll uh, we'll get you uh, we'll get you on stage and and we'll uh, we should be able to compensate you. I'll tell him how good you did. Hey, your lips to God's ears, man. Uh, here, and I I hand him uh, you know a joint <laughs> from my back here. Hell yeah. <laughs> And uh, he he says, uh, my name is Marcus. If I'm not here, ask for me, and um, we'll uh, we'll get you back on stage next time around. Okay, that's all I wanted to do. <laughs> okay, you guys are good nice. on your uh, your day trips. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah. All right. So you guys kind of uh, are wandering around the same part of town. You make your way back over to where uh, the Iron Dong or the the burnt out ruins of the Iron Dong. Uh, lay and in that area you kind of all bump into each other and start just kind of wandering around looking for Jerry and uh, as the sun starts to set you you come around the side of the building and he's sitting on the stump out in front again with his fiddle and uh, this time he's playing a uh, a more uh, jaunty tune like I could dance to too uh, I mean you could probably hula hoop to it Pommel's got like a real fancy scarf on now and uh, Barbara's got a cool hat so you guys do a little little shopping we did a little shopping yeah we did we went shopping yeah we went shopping in between how much did that cost i guess yeah Uh, that's 20 gold that's a lot of gold for (laughs) a hat and scarf it's a really cool scarf and a really cool hat is it like protective in any way no they just look cool they got like gold thread (laughs) aesthetic aesthetic scarf and hat we're gonna get mugged (laughs) although i'm a half orc probably not yeah, yeah, you're carrying fine. a giant axe and stuff. I think you're okay. All right, so you guys show up. Uh, Jerry is sitting there. Um, Pommel and Barbara have some fancy new garb. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, you know, it's like the fucking golden hour. The lighting's really good. Jerry, uh, Jerry's glasses have a, a cool tint to them that you didn't notice before. They're kind of purple. And, like I said, he's playing a jaunty tune. And, uh... As he sees you guys walk up, he uh, pulls out another long cigarette and lights it, and he says, Oh, hey guys, glad you made it back. How was your night? Oh, really cool, man. It was dope. Okay, uh, did you did you talk to Ronan or Pop-Tart? Yeah, we talked to both of them. Oh, cool, yeah. man. How we are they some... doing? <laughs> They're good. Cool. We have some uh, uh, leads on, you know, the people who burned down your house. I mean, it's my tavern. I did sleep there sometimes. But it's not really my house, but that's cool, man. I'm glad you guys got some information. Uh, so, like, what did they tell you? Sounds like there's some pirates looking for your orb. Yeah, oh. a guy named Baron. Yeah, he's the only pirate I know. So you that's know probably. Him. Yeah, I kind of thought maybe he had something to do with it, but I wasn't quite sure. Mm. So, Might have been nice to tell us. Yeah, pointed the way too. <laughs> that would have been a good lead. Well, I don't like to make assumptions. You know what I mean? That could have helped <laughs> in any way. Know where he might be now? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, he lives north of town. He's got like a, I don't know. I don't want to call it a hideout, but that's kind of what it is. Uh, I used to do some business with Baron a long time ago. But I'm not into that stuff anymore, man. So I haven't really kept up with him. I do know that he works with some really shady cats, man. Cats? Like like people, not like actual oh, okay. cats. <laughs> Sorry, our friend Barbara here, he really loves cats. I love any animal, but lately we've all we've seen is cats. Well, there's a lot of cats around here, man. They're like literally just on the street, you know? Like Are you point me in the direction of a cat? I mean, any dumpster, there's got to be, like, four or five cats hanging around it. Do you know where dumpsters are? Uh, next to any food stand, probably. All right, gotcha. A restaurant at the back of, like, a tavern or a bar. I mean, where they throw away refuse and food scraps. <laughs> anyway, Baron, he's a pretty big dude. Oh, I thought he was a little blonde boy with a shirt that said expert. <laughs> uh, nah, he was a big trader for a long time and he he uh made a, a lot of money kind of hijacking 
shipments uh, across the the big lake to the north, and uh, he would fence them here and in, in other towns around the area. But uh, it, the main I don't thing think he was that's looking what a trader does. That sounds like a pirate. Well, he did some legitimate business too, but. Besides, I I think fencing is a type of trade, but that's kind of like a conceptual deal, man. Anyway. Well, seems like this guy might have burned down your tower. Yeah, probably. He uh he mm. specializes in magical artifacts and uh the guys that he used to work for at least were really interested in uh collecting these magical artifacts so that they could like control natural resources and stuff, man. But I wasn't into that trip, you know. Like, maybe I'm, you were into it since you, you know, have something he wanted. Even I could tell that. I mean, I wasn't into controlling natural resources, man. I'm more into letting Mother Gaia do her own thing. Anyway, yeah, Baron probably wanted uh, this, and he pulls the orb back out, and he says, "This orb's really special. So if you use it in." in conjunction with like another set of these because there's more like this but not the same this one is specific to one type of element this controls earth elements so when you use it you can control certain aspects of the environment and it doesn't even really you don't have to be like a magic user to do it you can just think about it and it'll control the kind of like natural aspects around you like if you wanted to make this tree grow you could and he kind of holds it out next to this really small like withered looking tree that's um that was kind of got a bunch of smoke damage on it and the leaves on it just immediately become green and it, it grows a little bit and he says that's just kind of a little bit of what it can do if you can find the setting for this stone then the the power would be exponential of this um, this magical item and there's others for all the other elements too my guess is that baron's trying to collect these for his employer so that they can control the natural resources that uh, that's seems probably... important by elements do you mean just the four basic fire earth water air and heart man <laughs> <laughs> That seems a little too good to be true, but... He says, well, I don't know, man. It's heavy stuff. Can we have it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, my understanding of the quest was we were trying to find out who burned down your tavern. Uh, seems like we know it was Baron. I mean, do you need us to go get proof before we uh, complete this quest? Or is there another aspect to it that we hadn't heard about before? No. I mean, you guys can can have it. I mean... Uh, yes, give me. No, can, <laughs> I, can I hold it? Please. No, no, he can't. I what? can hold it. I could be our big tank that... Uh, Jerry just kind of, like, shrugs and hands it to Keth. Wait, what? Uh, it's the wrong person. <laughs> Thank no, you. Wrong guy. So he keeps puffing on his, his cigarette and playing his fiddle, and he says, Yeah, I mean, I'm getting pretty old, so I don't know if I should be just hiding this thing from these dudes. If you guys are interested in preventing it, then you should probably go get the setting for that stone. Otherwise, he'll probably just come find you. But I appreciate the heads up. Thanks for uh, doing the legwork for me. What do you mean by setting? A setting for a stone. It's like, like a stone sits in something, like in a ring. It's called yeah. a setting that the stone sits in. So this this orb has some other like piece that goes to, the, to make the artifact whole. So it's, it's either a necklace or a bracelet or a brooch or something like that that it sits in. Uh, could we ask him if he has any clue of what and where it would we would look to find this second piece? Uh, well, well, Baron probably has it, man. Uh, yeah, since probably he's probably looking he, for he it. He came in looking. He came looking for it. So uh, if he doesn't, he comes back again and he doesn't find it here. He's gonna come try to find whoever has it. Maybe we can set. To that trap, uh, uh, or you could just go. Or we could just go find him. Setting, so, yeah. So it, it seems as though you're able to grow that tree and stuff without the setting, with just the stone. Like, uh, what what is the purpose of the setting? Setting magnifies the power of it, man. Ooh. Like, you can do little stuff with the stone or the setting, but if you really want to control, like, you know, the earth elements, you need both. Like, if you had both, you could even maybe summon, like, a golem of clay or something. I don't know. 
Guys, this is gonna be me. This is gonna be mine. Okay, and steal <laughs> it from whoever had it. It's like I have my little pet. And you're mm. telling us that right now, Barbara? You're yes. planning to steal this from us? Well, I will steal it from you if, only if you take it from me. Well, you don't have it, buddy. I do. Well, what do I want? <laughs> okay, no one. Uh, Never mind. This is what you get for tra- traveling with half-orcs. Do you want, want me to, like... All right, well... I, <laughs> hey, I, I don't do my uh, half-orcs be like this, humans be like <laughs> this material anymore, but... Yeah, maybe knock that stuff off. <laughs> okay, yeah. I apologize. Jerry's tune suddenly becomes very um, very slow and deliberate, like a lullaby, and uh, Barbara goes to sleep. Hmm. Hey, wait, what? <laughs> okay, yep. wow. You're asleep now. Hunkshu, hunkshu. Jerry says, uh, sorry about that. Seemed like he was getting a little aggro. <laughs> He'll be yeah. fine when he wakes up. All right, well, it looks like we have our next destination. Yeah, if you go uh, north through the forest towards the the Great Lake, you'll find uh, you'll find his hideout. You can't miss it. It's definitely got like Earth element vibes all over it. You'll need the stone to get in, but you'll see when you get there. It's pretty self-explanatory. He kicks up his boots on a rock and he just kind of leans back on the stump and and goes back to playing uh, his fiddle. He says, "Anyway, you guys stop back in later." Might get the tavern rebuilt. Otherwise, I'll be over at the Rusty Spoke. I heard there was a uh, a new performer there that was really cool. I also heard that. That's cool. Um, <laughs> hey, Barbara, wake up. Come on. Um, Can I ask a question real quick? Yeah. Is the... Whoa, I forgot my question. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> the earth thing, does that just mean, like, plants and stuff? Or does that mean, like, the ground? Your understanding is that it can do small... Um elemental magic right now but that if you get the setting you can do much greater magic so you can you know kind of make a tree very lush and green and grow a little bit but you can't control like stone formations you can't like make stuff grow out of the ground out of nothing we can't make a bridge no you need you need both pieces and i would say on top of that you're going to need just so you understand a little bit about it i don't want to tell you too much about this artifact but like you don't have to be a magic user to use it but you're, you will need like a pretty strong roll, and um, the, the more that you use the stone and you become familiar with it, the better at using it you will be. So like you'll have to justify when you use it and how, and the more successful rolls you make with it, the more familiar you'll become with the artifact. Can you become defamiliar if you roll too many bad rolls? No, you just won't get better at it. Okay. Your rolls will continue to be hard rolls instead of becoming moderate or easy rolls. I see. Uh, I guess Kess got it for now. Yeah, Kess yeah. holding on to it. <laughs> um, Jerry put Barbara to sleep, presumably because Barbara was threatening Kess to take it from him. But uh, now you also know that Jerry has some sort of magic that he's just kind of not talking about. I think it's his flute. It's a fiddle. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Can I kick um, Barb in the head to wake him up? <laughs> wow. Jerry I'm says, uh, uh, if you guys don't want to, like go tonight i mean you could set out whenever you want but uh if you need a place to crash i've got some connections at some of the inns in town so uh if you want to go if you need a, a free room for the night you can go over to the uh the withering oak sounded kind of important uh the stuff you're talking about yeah it's Sound- probably pretty important we could go try to uh get the jump on these guys i mean we spent the whole yeah. day lazing around we could uh we're probably pretty alert right now I don't think it's a good idea for Keth over there to have it. I mean, he doesn't even have any weapons. <laughs> that would be the reason why for him to carry it, so that he could actually defend himself if he must. I don't think it's a weapon. It just seems like some blind or- blind elf don't think it's a good oh, thing for him to have it. seems like we're the strongest ones here. <laughs> yeah, I'm the strongest one here. Yeah, we should protect it. Well, I think uh, you and I measure strength in different ways, my friend. Well, how about, how about we let Keth hold on to it? I'm going to hold then on. Then you guys can protect him because you're so to strong. To be honest, I don't think any of us should have this artifact. Um, it seems too powerful for, for individuals to have it. We're not going to do evil with it. I'm, yeah. I'm not saying you're going to. I'm saying, in general, this is a very powerful magical artifact. I think once we get the setting, this could be very beneficial to... Areas that are uh, poor farm areas that, that don't have good uh, crop growth, this can... Yeah, yeah they probably pay us a lot to help them. And <laughs> so I'm saying you should let us carry it. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Okay. 
All right. So, do you guys want to set out now, or do you want to uh, hang out for the night? I'd like to go now. Yeah. Okay. All right. And uh, Mara's coming with us, too? If things go too bad, I can always talk my way out of anything, basically. But I'm always looking for new material. Adventuring is something that everybody can relate to. I, I really love what where where we're headed right now. I'm gonna go along. Great. You gotta protect these two guys. <laughs> Wait, so there's four people in our group. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are we just gonna find one? Never mind, never mind. You having some what? math trouble? Yeah, no, what, what is going on? What are you thinking? I'm if thinking if you have the thought, say it all all the way so we um, know what you're are we about. just gonna figure out like one element thing? Or just so, sort of we leading don't know up if, to... if he has other ones. Yeah, we're going to figure it out. That's what the mystery is about. So, you guys gather all your things. You make your way uh, through the northern part of town and out through the gate. And uh, you're kind of traveling through what looks like uh, countryside. There's some small farms. There's like a, you know, a couple of... Um, inns on the outside of town and places to stable horses and all that other kind of stuff it looks kind of rural there's there's a lot of people just kind of sitting on their porches not not as many people on the street most people are like either cleaning up for the day with their their stands or they're putting away their uh, farming equipment they're bringing their cattle in or they're uh, reining their horses up and just kind of turning in for the evening you guys make your way out into into the countryside and a little bit further and in the distance you can see the uh, entangled woods that lay before you to the north and you know that past that is the great lake so um, you don't quite know how deep the entangled woods are but they're called the entangled woods you know because there is some sort of magic at play in there and if you are an inexperienced traveler it's very easy to get turned around and to spend days lost in the woods which causes a lot of people to kind of come out in really bad shape very hungry and um, confused about what happened because they thought they were traveling north but they ended up coming back out uh, of the woods to the south well last chance to turn around I guess (laughs) sure you want to go in Uh, Yes, of course I do. I'm from the the woods. I'm very comfortable here. Wait, Uh, last time you said you're not from this world at all. Uh, I'm not from this world, but I am from a wooded area. Just because you're from a wooded area doesn't mean you know the way around wood. I didn't say I knew my way around. I said I was comfortable in the woods. You two have a listening problem. (laughs) I do, actually. Well, well, you have problems with other senses, so it's (laughs) fine. Okay, I disregard that, and um, I would just like to start walking into the forest. I um, pick up Pommel and make sure that she doesn't argue with Keth anymore. Thanks. (laughs) So so Pommel's riding on Barbara again. Everybody else is just kind of walking at a normal pace. Uh, You guys make your way across the farmland. You get a couple of... uh, hat tips from some of the uh, ranchers and people in the countryside everything's pretty chill it's a it's a clear night uh there's still no moon but it's not it's not raining or drizzling or anything it's not very cold so you guys the the traveling is fairly comfortable you make your way a little bit into the woods and um there seems to be one path you're you come to a place where the the path diverges and you can either go what you believe to be north or what you what what appears to be west where did he say uh his base is just due north or yep just past the forest all right so let's Um, go that way well i rolled a perception check do i notice any like can i feel for like tracks or anything that seems like like heavy foot traffic or something so what you know from I mean that's a that's pretty high. You beat I was gonna say anything over a twenty is gonna get you some information in the woods. And um basically what you know from your experience with the Fae is that woodland magic and especially the kind that you've heard about for the entangled woods, it's just kind of counterintuitive based. So what you what you feel underneath your hands is mm kind of tracks and well-worn like you you can tell that like horses and and stuff have been pulled through to the north on the trail that looks like it's going north and the path that doesn't have nearly as much foot traffic to the west is probably what you want to take because you know that the majority of people here try to just stay on a north path and that they Mm -hmm. end up getting very turned around and confused and uh, end up coming back out of to the south um 
even though they don't remember going back on the path they came. Can I do a uh, knowledge arcana check to see if I can kind of see through these illusions? Uh, the knowledge arcana check isn't really going to help you dispel the magic. It would only help you identify it. Just, uh, so I would just know that there's something up. Yeah, I mean, you kind of know there's something up. Like, it would be it, a knowledge arcana roll that would be high would be more like, oh, you know, this is like a permutation or, mm-hmm. you know, this is some sort of illusion magic that is, that is, um. Could we roll a ge- geography? I think my role kind of <laughs> gave us I just the wanted to see if I could do need. some magic stuff. Sure, sure, sure. You want all the uh, information? Well, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Uh, I guess yeah, I mean, should try can... to do that. Yeah, you can make we'll the rules, but I would say that the perception right now is is pretty high, and that Keth is letting you know that there's definitely some magic shit going on here, and it seems like most people go north. We know, you know, you know from being in the city for a little bit that the people who try to make their way through the entangled woods generally go north and don't end up getting north. Well, let's follow Keth. Okay, so you guys take the path to the west. The density of the trees and the undergrowth becomes higher and higher, so it kind of gets more more difficult to get through. The path is it's not difficult terrain, but it is a little harder for you to move at the pace you were moving before, especially since it's dark out. So you guys have just lanterns, I'm assuming, just normal lighting. Mm-hmm. Yep, I got a lantern. Is there any way to like cut through the brush foliage without slowing us down even more? Not really. Okay. You can. <laughs> You can swipe at branches, but I don't think it's necessarily going to make you go faster. It's just going to kind of clear the path as you go. Yeah, so you guys travel this way for about four hours. <laughs> so it's getting into um, it's getting kind of late in the evening, and um, you feel like you're you're making pretty good progress. You don't necessarily think you're you're going west anymore because you're you're kind of just hoping that this path is the correct one and that it doesn't matter what direction you think you're going since there's magic in these woods but uh eventually you get to where the path kind of opens back up and it seems to be kind of wider and although not well traveled it seems to be better kept at this point you're kind of relieved because it seems like oh well this is you know we're making progress it's fine and then let's see why don't you all roll another perception check okay all right well yeah you don't hear anything so basically what happens is out of the bushes ahead of you, you see four goblins and they get the uh, jump on you because none of you rolled high enough to hear them or see them ahead of time. So what we're going to do oh, no. is roll a initiative.